Welcome to another podcasting episode of Bob Around Town. It's Bob Peters out and about, exploring mid-Michigan from an inside perspective. And now, here's your host, Bob Peters. Hello, everyone. It's Bob Around Town, episode four. We're going to have a fun one today. One of my favorite topics, donuts, sweets. I love that. I always say that donuts and cake really are the... The base of your food pyramid. That's where you should really start. My wife accuses me all the time of having a sweet tooth. Uh, I'm guilty of probably having one ice cream every day. So, But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to talk to two of the gentlemen, two of the cops from Cops and Donuts. They're here for a reason. We've got a brand new book out. Uh, we're going to be talking with Rhino and Bumbo. We're going to actually find out what their real names are, what their nicknames are all about and everything too. But Cops and Donuts, the amazing story of a police department, a bakery, and the comeback of a small town. How the police department saved a historic bakery and put a small town on the map. Great book. I got it a couple of days ago. I was able, able to read through it a little bit, made some notes as well, too. So, you know, before we really get into it, guys, we're going to get into the story here, but I do want to read something right off the bat. This is from your introduction, and, and this, this really, really got it for me as well, too. The Cops and Donuts Bakery first opened its doors in Clare, tiny Michigan town, in the early morning of July 1st, 2009. The fragrance of fresh fried donuts wafted out into the warm air, permeating the downtown with a homey, nostalgic feeling. No one could have guessed at the chaos erupting within. Rhino, Bubba, welcome. Thank you. You're Let's hired. Talk. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> For the audio book. <laughs> Let's right. do that. Yes. Hey, you know, you know but, but, you know, when we look at this, and first of all, we, we've got uh, Rhino, we've got Bubba. Your nicknames, they're, they're crazy, and I don't even know if you know your real name. No, Alan White, I know that. Greg Reinierson, right? That's right. Uh, everybody's got nicknames. We're going to get into that a little bit, but uh, welcome here. Bob around town. We're going to have a little talk. Good morning. Uh, or afternoon. Uh, or Whatever afternoon, time. Evening. I don't even know what time some, it is. Some people listen to this at sure. like 3 in the morning, sure. and I pity those people quite a bit so that you have to do this to fall asleep, but uh, you guys have been around since 2009 you bought a bakery um you you did it just well matter of fact uh rhino tell us the story you were sitting at the herrick house that's right yep i went into the herrick house mulberry cafe to have my morning coffee maybe some breakfast too and uh found out from the round table that the bakery was closing uh the uh last day of june uh they'd been trying to sell it outside of the community you know i had not heard of it and usually i got a pretty good uh, nose for what's going on um, and uh, so I went to lunch and let Bubba know and Beaver and said, hey, we should probably try to save this place. What was it? What, what really struck you? You're, you're a policeman. You're in Claire. You're not a retail guy. You're not a, you know, a baker. You know, maybe you cook well at home. We don't know, right? You know? He does, right. But, yeah. but what, what really was it about that rhino that made you go, you know, we need to take, we need to take some action and do something? Well, I was old enough to understand tax base and income okay. and money. And if all our taxes run out in Claire, guess what? They don't need a police department, do they? So actually, I was looking out for us, you Very know, good. for myself and for the rest of us. We needed to keep the taxes rolling. And we thought, hey, this is our chance to at least save the bakery. And then we had these grandiose ideas that we're going to make Claire be a tourist attraction of the world. And... Uh, which those, we laughed at. Which we laughed well, at. Yeah, well, we laughed. You know, the guys did. They laughed at me, and I said, you never know unless you try it. And we kind of had a one-year plan where we were going to be and a two-year plan and five years out, like when we were going to do our first billboards and when we would do this and when we'd do that. Bubba, you know, so so you're working for the police department. Rhino comes in. He goes, I got an idea, right? Well, he's crazy normally. He's crazy so, yeah, normally. but surprise me. But, but can you remember the first time you heard him mention it? Actually, uh Bakery had sold several years before that, and Rhino and I were partners, and we kind of joked about the idea of maybe he and I should buy the bakery, and then somebody bought the bakery, and it kind of went by the wayside. But, uh, yeah, he came in, and, and, and we got talking about it, and we thought, this is crazy, but it just might work. Yeah, and guess what? It's starting to work a little bit. Yeah. So, and, and the big thing there was back when Bob and I you know, just brushed it off, it wasn't closing. It was selling. Yeah. This was a big, yeah. different deal. This right. was closing. So, and and Claire was going through some difficult times in two thousand nine. I mean, small many, town America was. Well, everywhere, you know. Um, you, you just look across the map. So, what what made you really think that you could make it work, though, right? I mean, really, when you get into business, we we don't do this as hobbies, do we? As a sense, I mean, we do it because we enjoy it, right. we love it. Yep. But 
how did you think that you could make it work? Well, people like fun things. They like to feel good. Um, it was an inexpensive item, you know. Still today, our majority of our donuts are $1.99 or less. Uh, there are some over that and stuff with the price increases. But it was an inexpensive treat at the time, and it was a tough time, you know, the recession and everything going on. And we just thought, hey, people like the feel good, you know, and the community of policing and everything like that. You always hear community policing. That's yes, all we did. Yes. Our, our right, whole, we right. did 30 years of community policing. We're small town cops. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to be told to go out and think those things. We just did it. And we just thought that welcoming in people from all over the place that, it would be a feel good, and, and it really was, and it and, has been. And you're certainly not uh, sensitive, Bubba, to the old joke of cops, you know, in a donut shop all the time. It was, a, it was a natural, wasn't it? We call that marketing now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that we do that? So yeah, uh, I, I get asked uh, sometimes if it bothers me when people make jokes about cops and donuts, and I said, well, it used to until we bought a donut shop, and uh, now it's marketing. Uh, you started this 13 years ago, guys. Right? Yep. Did you ever envision that it would be where it's at today, or did you think it was bigger? No. You know, I always had dreams that it would be this, yeah. you know, uh -huh. and since we've got going, we've got dreams beyond this, too, which is in Chapter 16, and uh, yeah, just unbelievable. When we hit the Associated Press, and uh, the one that really got us going, you know, the Associated Press is the big deal, but once we did Fox and Friends, right, and the phone rang the moment we hung up, and that first phone call was yeah. from England. Um, we knew we had the needle in the vein. Let's back up a little bit, okay? Um, 13 years later, here we go, right? Why did you want to write a book? Actually, um, we, we had talked about it before, but it was our accountant. Uh, we've got a, a whiz kid of an accountant. We're going to talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. And uh, after we recovered, which is what you'll read about in Chapter 11, um, he said, you guys need to write a book. What you guys pulled off is an absolute miracle. And you need to write a book about your marketing and your business and the, the cop type stuff you used to get through this. Uh, and he was just very, very encouraging. And uh, there was no way that I, I'm an author anyway, but there's no way I was going to write this book. Can you imagine having eight brothers writing a book about your family? It just, it doesn't it work. It would so, not work. No, no, no not at all. So uh, uh, I had some contacts in the uh, publishing world and I got a hold of a, a, a woman that I know. And, um, who herself is a best-selling author as well as her husband. And uh, she uh, wanted to write the book herself. And uh, we spent a lot of time with Ann Stanton. And she did a whole bunch of interviews with not only the, the cop owners, but people in the community, from our city manager to our accountant to lots and lots of people. And she put together 230 pages of really good stuff on our story. And uh, like I say, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's some things in there that's going to surprise people. Uh, we went through some really, really tough times and, and were able to pull ourselves out of it. So um, I, I broke this down a little bit. We have 16 chapters. You know, that's quite right. a bit, isn't it? You made me read a lot, guys. You know, we talked about, does Bob read? No, he talks more. <laughs> more of a speaker, you know, than a reader. So um, you went ahead, you're putting this book together. Now, this is not an easy process or a a a short process, correct? You've been working on this for quite a while. I think we started end of January. I yeah. think is when uh, we started it, and the book just came out. So yeah, it's it's a long process. Exactly. So um, right off the bat, opening a bakery and feeling fried, chapter one. Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I mean, you just got thrown right into it immediately. It was overwhelming. Right? It was unbelievable. Um, you guys had regular jobs at that point. Full time police. Full jobs. full full time police officers. And you're probably working another 12 hours a day in the bakery, right? What was uh, it like? What yeah. was it like in 2009 and on July? In, in July, in July, it yeah. was just a whirlwind. It was right. crazy. Yeah, you know, no sleep, um, tired days. You know, <clears throat> and, and we always used this uh, with it. Like our grand opening was like a, we had a major homicide. Well, for the month of July, we worked like we were working a major homicide. You guys, yeah, you guys were tired. All nine of you, correct? No, we, we were all tired. Yep. No, we were all working full time, and yeah. as of today, there's only three of us that have retired. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, there you go. So it was a tough time. How how do uh, nine police officers get together for a common goal in a business? Three meetings. Is that That's it? All we yeah. had was three meetings. Three okay. meetings. That Cops was don't it. mess around. If no, they, if, no, you don't. If no. we have an issue, we we solve the issue, then we go to coffee. That's what we do. Okay. Right. Good. Good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, got the idea. We got the key to the place. That was on a Friday when I found that out in the Mulberry Cafe. All nine of us were in the bakery then that Sunday. 
Um, at that time, the bakery was closed on Sundays and Mondays. And I uh, went and got the key uh, from the uh, son-in-law, the owner. And uh, we were in there, and then we even had some questions. So we texted him, and he ran right down and answered the questions. Said we'd like to see the books for the last year because everybody was interested. And uh, in that next week, I put together a business plan. And we met the following week back at the bakery again and on that Sunday. And we said, well, this is what everybody needs. We're going to meet next Sunday at the Big Boy and have some dinner and eat but and bring your checks or bring the cash. And that day, we were on a dead run. So it, it only really took about six weeks from the time you were at the Herrick House till the time you guys are making uh, donuts, right? Yeah. yeah we're rocking it Very out. fast. It exploded after that. And I, have, right. I have two favorite stories about yes. the book. And the first story is, is right after we hit the Associated Press and, and Fox News, um, we just had the bakery. We didn't have the buildings on either side of it. They are literally lined up down the block to get in. We don't know what we're doing. We're trying to make donuts. We're running out of donuts. It's complete chaos. The phone is ringing off the hook. And uh, I, I picked up the phone, and uh, it was a gentleman, uh, a salesman from uh, Dawn Foods. Dawn Foods in Basin, Jackson, Michigan. That's where we get our, our main baker spice, flour, sugar, that kind of stuff. And uh, he says, um, I'd like to stop by there and show you guys how to bring more people into your business. And I said, that ain't the problem. Exactly. <laughs> but get up here. And they did. They sent a right, tech. Yep. They mm-hmm. have these techs that go around and train. And the, Dawn, they've been great to us, Dawn Foods. And uh, they sent a tech right up and was working with us. And continually, we could call them and say, hey, we need some help with this product or that product. Or they've got something new. Send a tech up. And they send a tech and help out all the time. You're using the same old recipes too, aren't you? We are. That cost us $15,000. It does. We're, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit too. So, <laughs> so, so you guys are up and running at that point, right? We talk about chapter one. We're going to get some great stories in that too, right? Sure. Um, the Hidden Brotherhood of Cops. Let's talk about that. That's chapter two. And this is where I alluded a little bit. How do nine policemen get together on the same page and put things together? Well, we... Cops are used to working together during stressful situations. It certainly was a stressful situation. Um, Do we all get along all the time? No, we're like nine brothers. Do nine brothers get along all the time? No, but we love each other. So you guys would just find common ground, but you have to, don't you really have to find a leader within that or two leaders behind that? Sure. You know, because yeah. you can't have nine leaders. You have to have somebody really take control. Who was that? Well, that was Bubba and I, you okay. know, and uh, we even said to a, after things got rocking and rolling, we didn't hear much of the other guys, you know, in the beginning we did a lot, but then it was a good thing because here we are exploding in business and they trusted us, you know, yep. and we ran with it. Um, what happened? You ran with it a little bit. Let's talk about you. You had, you had a lot of help from the city manager, Ken Hybel, correct? Hibble. Hibble. Hibble's Ken, the Ken, correct. Ken, Ken, Ken I'm Hibble. sorry, Hibble. Okay. Excellent okay. man. Ken, Ken Hibble. So uh, I'm reading also, so let's talk about how your, your police career kind of ended in a good way, though. But what happened with the two of you in early retirements? Yeah, um, and, and it started with Ken and Steve Kingsbury. You know, it was a treasure, not they put the numbers together. And really, it was a city commission. They're the ones that make the decisions. And uh, they offered an early buyout for all city employees in 2013. And there was criteria on it. Just the way the criteria worked out, Bubba and I were the only ones that uh, fell into that criteria. And uh, so we jumped on it. It was a great time to get out with everything changing with pensions and all that kind of stuff. And I'm happy with it. And we do more for the city now than we did being 50-year-old fat guys pushing a patrol car around. Yeah, they got rid of a couple of old cops and got uh, promotional people for the city well that's a big part of the book too isn't it you know and i think there was a lot of discussion within the city uh uh, commission too on really what are we allowing policemen to do what can't we do and there's a a lot of that there's a fine line isn't there oh yeah you know yeah like when we started uh, we changed the color of the shirt Mm -hmm. um, with our website and and ken asked me he goes why is he in a gray shirt our policy and procedure says we can't use our uniform our logo our badge or, or our position for financial gain and he goes, change that to the blue. He says, we'll get that worked out. And that's in the book. You can see that whole story is in there. It's a really good one. So so then tell me about the conversation with your brother that we read about in the book. Oh, the recorded one? There? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ann happened to be in town, and she was uh, interviewing customers and people on the street and stuff. And Tim come walking up for coffee. He goes by TJ now. Yep. And uh, TJ, and uh, we start firing back and forth. And, and it would have never happened. If he was still chief, this would have never happened. He just wouldn't have allowed it. 
And uh, we fired back and forth about that. And then he, well, well, tell me about his opinion versus your opinion. Yeah, yeah, his opinion, you know, you're being paid by the police. The only thing you do when you're on the clock is you do that, nothing else. And uh, he's got the, he's got the uh, opinion of it, the way they treat the cops over in, in the U.K., because we went over and visited there. You know, you're on the clock. That's the only thing you do. You don't, you know, this, 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 this. And uh, that's just the way he was. And, you know, I just thought that we could, it would better the whole community and everything, you know. There's a fine line there, but we could do it, you know. We didn't overdo it, you know. If anybody put the most time in there were still on the clock, it would have been me. But it was one guy, you know. And we, we modified my schedule so that when I worked, and I still answered every call, I still had good stats and you know, the city did not suffer from it. I think that was a very important part of the book, you know, that conversation. It's very difficult probably for you to even talk about it or to have it recorded at that point as well. So Yeah, well, I didn't know. You know. We didn't know she was recording at the time, and then she asked us if it was okay to use it. Yeah, we don't care. Go ahead. She was sneaky. So yes. <laughs> now, aren't you guys the normal sneaky ones, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, so it's Yeah, weird we're on the other back. side of it now. Yeah. Weird how it comes back. Uh, oh, it builds right into Cops and Kindness. Let's talk sure. about the amount of kindness, what you do for the communities and everything because of, you know, what you're yeah. able, you know, because of the business. Yeah, some of it's in the book, but we do yeah. a lot of stuff now. You know, back when we were cops, you know, we did things like give somebody a little bit of gas to get out of town, maybe a couple of us pool some money to get them mm -hmm. a bus ticket somewhere. But, uh, you know, it always, we had to think about what we could do, and we still do today, but we do it at a little bit higher level now, and we do things that people don't even realize, and we don't need to blab about all of it. But uh, a few of the examples are in the book. Um, there was a story with the ramps that were stolen for a, a handicapped person, and we went ahead and did that, and we had no intentions. Well, somebody else reached out to Rick Mills and got a hold of it, and they did a story on it. And you know, there's stuff like that. You know, people pass away, and the bedrooms aren't in the best condition afterwards, and we help out in those situations. And you know, I feel good that now we've got the cash flow that we can do those things. You have the avail availability yep. to do that. That's very right. good. Yep. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go pretty quick here on a couple of these, but building a big business the small town way. Wow, you guys learned some lessons too, didn't you? About, well, good about, and bad. Actually, oh, yes. I know. Uh, it. T t tell me some. Tell me some of the hard lessons, Bubba. Oh my gosh, uh, where to start? Uh, I know there's so uh, many. Don't buy leftover jeans. Don't buy leftover <laughs> jeans. That's in the yeah. clunkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, I know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, never, never uh, put on Facebook uh, June bugs on a donut. That does not go over well at all. Um, yeah, we, we we made a lot of mistakes. We tried to grow too fast uh, at one point, um, but uh, we're always learning from our mistakes. And um, did yeah, it ever yeah. did it ever click for you until it never hit me till this morning of how Ann put this together. Our bad chapter, chapter eleven. Yeah, I thought that about that. It just hit me this morning. It hit me just. The I don't other know what day. chapter it would have ever been, but chapter eleven. Well, can yeah. we talk about that? Because you know, we we met. Over We'd rather not, but we. Bob, I, I know, talk I know, Bob. But you told me already. You didn't want to read it. You don't want to talk about it, right? I will no. never read that chapter. Um, um, we, it was, it was. I did not. It was tough to do. It was tough to talk about. It was. Uh, we had to review it uh, during the process of publication many times i will never read it again um but i think but saying that i think it's very important it's in there uh that everybody makes mistakes businesses make mistakes uh we went through some very very painful times but the good news is uh through uh, god's blessing and uh, a great accountant and some real effort uh, and some sacrifice we were able to pull ourselves out of it and we're stronger than ever Chapter 11, we're kind of making it a secret right now. Let's tell, Rhino, tell people what, what really is about that. Yeah, well, and it's one of the, you know, even though it's the most difficult, it's one of my most proudest moments, too. Oh, by the way, Bubba, if you want to leave the room. I may have to. <laughs> well, just yeah, with that know, lead in right there, but, he's but thinking no, it was, how it could it be. It was a painful time. It was a painful that. time. Yes, but but right. what I'm talking about the most proud is we've done a lot of things to bring people to the community, and we've done this and we've done that, and we like spreading information. You know, a lot of people call me the town crier and all that kind of stuff, but we hid that from everybody. Now that it's out, mm -hmm. and some of the influential people in the community that you would have think would have it would have hit their barometer, and it didn't. And uh, we made it through that struggle and never let anybody know, and it never showed. And uh, yeah, um, we we jumped in too fast. Uh, we had a you know you'll 
find his name in the book there, but Pete, um, Pete, yep, and good friends of all <laughs> yeah, of us, right, and right. Come from the uh, franchising industry, you know, food industry, and had a great plan, a great idea. I I had a hard time believing that it could happen, but let's go. There's eight of those, and there's one of me. Let's go with it. So I jumped on board and did the best I could to go along with it, and uh, yeah, we were like Bubba says, it's probably one of the best things. We basically were bankrupt, but right. we didn't want to cheat anybody out of their money. You know, we had built this, you know, in the beginning, we had our CP or our accountant at the time and our attorney doing things for free to help us get going. You know, the community banded together, everybody stood behind us and we didn't want to cheat anybody out. Um, you know, some of our vendors knew the situation we were in. Uh, Tim and Kristen McGregor here at CNO Sportswear, they knew the situation they were in. They let us continue to run up a bill, and I told them they would be paid one day, and they said they knew they would be, and uh, we made it through, and uh, everybody's paid. We're stronger than we've ever been. And, and that's there, great, but but really, is it the whole story is, is that you tried to find somebody to make your business bigger and better, and it was highly disappointing too, correct? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, we get it's it's hard to do that with yeah. your business. I'm a business owner, okay? Sure. It's it's hard to relinquish that control, but sometimes isn't it even harder to realize that you need help? Right. Oh, no. Uh, you know, we're in that no, situation. I understand yeah. we're cops. We can only do so yeah, much with right. this and stuff. Mm-hmm. But And then with us going through Chapter 11, then you'll understand Chapter 16 when you get to it on what's next and stuff like that. It, it'll, it'll explain it and stuff. So exactly. I remember days of literally going through the, the tills and pulling out all the money I possibly could, Rhino would open up the ATM to see if there was any money in there, just trying to make payroll. And uh, like Rhino said, once you get to the last chapter of the book, you'll kind of see what's next for us. It's tough, right? It was a very tough time. Small town is but then tough the proud period, part yes. of it, mm-hmm. all this stuff we were going through and all this that we had on us and the public and other than our lead management, our employees didn't even know. Can't even let them see a sweat, can you? No, we didn't. You so. shouldn't. And, and you speaking shouldn't. of that, uh, what Rhino just said, um, the, our employees are buying our books like crazy. I know. And I was surprised. I said, why aren't you giving them the book? Well, we intended to give them your Christmas <laughs> gifts. They're all going to have them bought before we get to October. They were all going to be gifts, but the thing is, is I, 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 as an example, I went by and one of our donut makers is reading the book on his break, and he's like, I can't believe this stuff, what you guys went through. He was amazed. <laughs> Well, um, your, your manager, Sherry. Yeah. She's been there a long time. Yep, she and she her left, husband She out. left for a while. Yep, yep. It, it, it was Chapter a, 11. In it was essence, too much. She was gone, retired, and done. Does yeah. it go to show you that you can't really take shortcuts in oh, life or in business? Because I, I think what you're trying to do is, is trying to really streamline the business, the baking, the process, and all of that. And as we learned from one of our favorite shows, The Prof- uh, Profit, you know, it's about people, processes, you know, and product, right? Right. And it seems like, did you lose focus of that? Yeah. Uh, of all three of those, maybe. The gentleman we hired did that. Yeah, you know? right. I, exactly. I, I, right, I know the right, selling yeah. point that he used to mm-hmm. him was where I had a goal where I wanted to keep payroll and yeah. I had a goal where I wanted to keep cost of goods. Uh-huh. Well, he came in from the franchising world and said, we, yeah. can, we can keep the payroll down at this. We can keep the cost of goods yep. down to that. He came in and he cheapened a lot of our products for a short time and cost of goods never changed. That stayed the same. You know, we cheapened it up, that stayed the same. The payroll skyrocketed. Just unbelievable, you know. Take all the other factors out of it, just those two, just the payroll alone. It had no concept of that. But we learned from that. Yeah, yep. Interesting. Okay, let's talk about some good stuff, right? Thank you. Yes, sounds good. Let's yes, do it. yeah. I want, no I want, more I want, Come on back in the room, Bubba. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to get him a Kleenex? He's crying a little bit. I, I, wa- I want to know the, the whole story about your visit to jolly old England, okay? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, the way we uh, struck that up is Twitter. Um, you know, I try to be, I'm going to be 60 years old, so a lot of them say I'm a guru of social media. That's not totally true. In the beginning, 13, 14 years ago, yeah. I was much sharper at it and picking up on it, but this stuff changes so quickly. Anyways, we got a Twitter account. So I learned about hashtags. Well, we were pushing our cops coffee at the time. We were running around. I was running around the the east side of the uh, Mississippi around the country trying to get it in stores, and and did successful on my end of it. We just couldn't get it in the in the uh, supermarket or in the warehouses. But anyways, um, the Twitter I put out the hashtag cops coffee because that's what we called it. Well, over there, uh, Rob Sutton 
is, was a sergeant over there, and I haven't had contact with him in the last few years. I, I need to reach back out to him. But uh, he came across the hashtag, Cops Coffee. So we developed a Twitter friendship. Well, they had an event coming up. It was in October of 2010, right when we were doing this, and it was called Policing Through the Ages. And I said, hey, you're talking about this event. How about if I send you a few bags of coffee and I send you over a couple of our Cops uh, Coffee t-shirts? So I sent over two t-shirts and just a few bags of coffee. And at that event, on this on duty, they put the cops' coffee shirt on over top of their uniform, and they brewed up some coffee for the cops, and it went over well. <clears throat> well, then they did the next event three years later, and it was policing through the ages with an international theme to it. And uh, so they reached out to uh, L.A., L.A. County, L.A.P.D., New York City, and said, hey, we're doing this international. Would you like to be involved with it? And they said, sure. So they sent them bumper stickers and mugs and keychains. Well, they also reached out to Cops and Donuts and said, hey, any chance you guys want to get involved again? And I said, sure. Four of us will fly over and attend the event. And uh, so we put a budget together. It was a big, healthy budget, but we were doing well. This is, this is pre-Chapter 11. And my thought behind it, I didn't think we'd ever sell a lot over there, um, we were hoping that it might, but I just didn't know. But I just wanted to let the country know, because we were trademarked by that time. I want to let the country know we're a solid trademark. We're a solid thing, and we're here to stay. And that was my thought behind it. So we put it together, and four of us flew over there and did a one-day event. Um, they've got great technology over there. 42,000 people attended it. We shipped over over 3,000 bags of coffee. Most of them were a single serve. And we had it prominently printed on there, our logo, Cops Coffee, made in Michigan, USA, and everything like that. And they were just really standoffish at first. They couldn't believe that we were there first to greet them and then that we're giving them something for free. You know, they were kind of shying away, like, oh, they're trying to get me signed up for some sort of a vacation rental or something. And uh, But uh, it, was, it was a great experience. Uh, we made good friends over there. Uh, Beaver stays in contact with several of them uh, quite regularly. Very and, good. Uh, yeah, Excellent it, experience. It, it was. So, so you're making me. Let's let's talk about the the original uh, story about uh, Cops Coffee. You you were really looking for a little help from a company in uh, Lansing. Uh, and yeah, Lansing, and we still use them. Paramount. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. We're still using yeah, okay. them today. They didn't want to take on our private label right off the bat. They were kind of. They'd done a lot of private label, but I think they were trying to shy away from it. Uh, Big B Coffee had came on board yes. and was and really. Were, that, that's keeping them busy enough, right? Yeah. 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 Big uh -huh. B. Uh, between their work and, and Big right, B. Yeah. And, uh, but if uh, you threaten their CEO with a taser, things change. <clears throat> it wasn't quite that bad. But uh, fortunately for them and for us, because it's a great coffee, um, our route driver that we had at the time, Wade, which we still have today, he's still with them, his wife was working for us. And uh, when they wouldn't do it, we reached out to Ferris Coffee in Big Rapids, and they came over and set up and brought over different ones. And so, so yeah, but there's more to that story, Rhino. Okay, I, I believe that about beating the road and trying to get it in. And uh, I think you're well, thinking about Grand Rapids with Spartan Nash. Uh, is that the one where the uh, the, where the we conversation? put billboards and semis? No, oh, no and, that, that's next. No, oh, but okay. with with the coffee, you, you had somebody overheard the sales call from another company. Yeah, you know? yeah that's it. We were meeting with Ferris and yeah. Elise, the uh, the wife of our. Our uh, route driver overheard right. that and called him and said, Wade, you're going to lose this account here at Cops and Donuts. It's growing. Yeah. And uh, so later that day, I got a call, and I can't remember his name. It's a real common name, the president from down there. He called up, and he said, hey, we understand you want to do uh, private label coffee. We'd love to do that. So. Is that before or after the tasing, Bubba? <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> slightly after. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what, what, what it really was, I mean, it, it was in a sense, it was a business tasing in a way, wasn't it, though? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, you have to do that. Spartan Nash. Yes. Yikes. Yeah, and it was Yikes. just Spartan at the time. It was right, just yes. uh, Spartan at the time, right. but now it's Spartan Nash. Yeah, we, we tried to get it in the warehouse. Um, I'd had some uh, connections with some other business things of some people over there, and I thought maybe that would get the burn going. And it just wasn't. And uh, so the first thing we did is uh, with uh, Northern Logistics, we started advertising on one of their route trucks yes. that drove by their building every day, a 53-foot semi that said Cops Coffee. We did that. So we've got that driving back and forth every day by their headquarters. And then there was a billboard came available, Northbound 131, just before their exit. So we put a sign up there, Cops Coffee. We put it right in their face. Yeah. And uh, they, they still didn't see it, there's did they? So, no, there's so many coffees out there, it's hard to get slotted. 
Um, there was talk of slotting fees, and we just did twenty thousand dollars. That's what rings my no, first right. slot. Yes, it was twenty thousand, right. and right. we weren't in a position to do that at the time. Yep. Um, since then, we were, and I tried, and but we just haven't we haven't been able to grab the right spot. There's a lot of coffees, um, just like there's a lot of books. Yes, but you know right. what? There's only one cops and donuts. A lot of these books are about political or about war or about right. so many. There's so many things, and they're from. There's only one cops and donuts. So Excellent. that's why I think the book's going to be so big. Nice. You're listening to uh, Bubba and Rhino on the only Bob Around Town show, okay? So we're going to throw that out there a little bit. Cops and Donuts, they've got a book out there. It's called The Amazing Story of a Police Department, a Bakery, and the Comeback of a Small Town. We're going to talk a little bit further. You guys got to get to Seattle tonight, right? We are live. No, to this afternoon. This afternoon. We You're will in be Seattle, live. We will Washington. be live at 1 o'clock their time, 4 o'clock uh, this afternoon. Uh, well, this will air probably after. We'll be tired by the time this airs. Oh, you'll be yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Yes, Man, yes. Matter of fact, if, if you don't have a chance, you can't sleep, put this on. Yes. And it'll help yes. you sleep a little bit more. Nine cops. Do we call them cops or policemen? I always try to be... Cops are fine. Okay. Uh, I want to be polite, okay? Uh, Bubba, Midge, Squirt, Junior, Bulldog, Rhino, Beaver, Dogman, Grasshopper. Let's go. Tell me about each and every one of them. <laughs> First of all, Bubba. Nickname. Why? Obvious. Okay. Uh, pretty, if, if we weren't on radio and you look at me, you go, hey, that's a Bubba. Okay, good. Gotcha. I okay. think they can see it. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Dwayne, and, and his nickname is Midge because nobody can pronounce that last name, but can you? Exactly. Midgenowski. I can spell it also. Oh, it's Midgenowski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, can you spell it? Go, go. I'm going to test you right now. Midgenowski. M I E D I A N. You missed a Z already. You're done. Did I miss the Z? Okay. Yeah, you're, you're pushing me, but I can I do know. it if I'm okay. writing it down or typing it. The shortest one of the group. Squirt? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, dual meaning to that. Squirt. Yeah, we won't go to that other one, will we? <laughs> Jeremy McGraw, right? Yes. Is, is he the youngest as well, too, I understand, or just uh, the shortest? He may have been the youngest. I can't okay, remember. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or, or is Junior? No, see, they thought Richard Junior Ward. Was, they thought Junior was the youngest, but no, Jeremy actually is. Yeah. Okay, so we might have to change those names because uh, that's Richard Ward. Yeah, he goes uh, by Junior. Junior. Okay, yep. um, you got Greg uh, Koloff, Bulldog. Yep. bulldog. I saw a picture. He looks like a bulldog, doesn't he's he? He's a Marine. Yep. Once oh, a Marine, always the, a Marine. I my, once made the mistake. Like my of, son. <laughs> I once made the mistake of saying he's a former Marine, and he just about killed me. Oh, so. no, you are in. No, they are in. And my, the, my son's eight years in the Marines. He will never be a former Marine. His yeah. bulldog tattoo on his arm even growled. I love it. Oh, yeah. lo- oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Greg Reinierson. Rhino. 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 From the Reinierson, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get that. My siblings. We have a lot of rhinos. Oh, the whole family's filled with rhinos? Most okay, you must be a rhino oh, junior. Got a lot of, and... lot of uh, cousins and nephews and nieces out in Texas, yeah. and they're all rhinos. Okay. Rhinos, gotcha. Okay. Beaver. How do you say his last name? John Pedjack? Pediak. 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 The okay. reason he's called Beaver is uh, we started working together 100 years ago in, in uh, EMS, and uh, he forevermore looked like Beaver Cleaver from the old Leave it to Beaver show. Forevermore. <laughs> he looked 10 years old. And I started calling him Beaver, and it just stuck. Gotcha. Uh, Beaver. Let's talk about Brian Gregory, Dogman. Or is it Dogman? Dogman. 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 Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, how you say it, right? Yeah, Dogman. He uh, he trains dogs. You know? Oh, excellent. Okay, yep. so he's Can- the Dogman. Okay. Yep, he's been okay. doing that since, boy, I think long time. Okay, uh, David Sod is that his last name? Sod? Yes, you got it right. Grasshopper. So everybody grew up with a grasshopper. I did too, but the kid was always tall and skinny. Same thing. Yeah, but he is tall and skinny. Okay, he gave himself that nickname because oh, when really? it was time for nicknames, he didn't have one, and he goes, "I want to be Grasshopper." And Bubba's got the explanation for it. Well, Sod like lawn. Like yeah. Oh, turf. yeah. Okay. Grasshopper. Sod. It, it connects yeah. like that, so it's and a lot better about than. Him. The quiet, you know, wasn't there something, too, about the, the quiet grasshopper? I forget what it was. but He couldn't be a mole because he's a policeman. Right. You there know, you so that would be nothing, sure. something else there as well, too. Yeah, that um, you guys had a, a little little taste, maybe not a taste, but you had some reality TV people come after you a couple of times. Tell yes. me about that experience. Yeah, I don't remember what year. I think it was 11 when all that started really rocking and rolling. And, uh, yeah, we had Blondie Girl Productions come out was the first one, uh, working with Relativity. I think it was called Relativity uh, Media, and they're still around today. And uh, they had been paid by uh, the Food Network of all. 
And uh, they came, and it sounded like it was a deal that was going to be sold. And then uh, they started communicating with the prosecutor because they wanted some on-duty stuff along with the bakery stuff and just couldn't come to an agreement between the prosecutor and how it was going to work. And it would have been very costly for them, so they pulled the plug. And uh, then we tried it at least two or three more times. I know we filmed heavily with uh, with that, uh, I can't remember it, but... Uh, Lee Christofferson and that bunch and all them. Yeah. Is that the group that had issues because Claire was too nice? No, that was you know. actually that was actually Ian Sambor that okay. came and he yes. just came out and did scouting. Right, uh, he had worked with uh, Shark Tank before and uh, he had had a connection with Dog Man through okay. one of the dog guys was on Shark Tank and Ian had been a producer and there was a connection. So he came out and spent a couple days, and he just couldn't believe what he thought it was a fake city. Are, are we boring? Is that what the problem is? It was like the movie Funny Farm with Chevy Chase yes. where the, they, they paid the whole town to act normal. Right. Uh, that's what he thought. He he couldn't believe that. He, he was born and raised in New York City, went to college there. First job was in Los Angeles, and he never spent any time in small-town America. And he just couldn't believe that people were this nice. He thought we went around and t- paid everybody to be nice for him. No, it just we, we took him to crazy? Rotary with us as oh, a yeah. special guest right? and all yep. that type of stuff. And he thought we'd had this all scripted. The right. whole town, everybody walking around, the visitors coming and everything. It was all just fake. No, this is this is really what's going on this in America. How, this is how we are. Yeah, you know? yeah, very very good. So so you had a little touch with that too. So that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was a lot of work. You know, those were long days too, and and it, it was a few years. We're still running pretty ragged, but. Boy, that second time around when, when Bubba and I, we, we worked, I think, 14 hours a day. We'd be up early filming in the morning, and we were doing the late-night scenes. And the I even wrecked a patrol car for this whole thing. So, Bubba, Brand new I, patrol I, I, car. No, Bubba, Bubba, how fast do you have to drive a vehicle to dry it, dry it off on the highway? Well, now that uh, I'm retired and the statute of limitations is beyond... Um, it's in the book. It's in the book, Baba. It's, it's in the book. It's yeah. in print. Uh, oh no, you're in it's trouble. It's 100 you, miles per hour. Yeah, you drive, <laughs> to drive to dry off a vehicle. Middle of the night, brand new patrol car, <laughs> washed it at the local power wash, and uh, didn't have a chamois or anything, so I took it out of the expressway, and I'm running, well, I'll say 100 miles an hour, and uh, Bambi decided to run out in front of me, so. It kind of took that patrol car out of the scene there. You right? should have seen the look on Bubba's face when he pulled in to back to the, and here's the car all wrecked. It was still drivable, but, you know, and the deer, everything down the side of it and everything, I said, I don't think this one's going to work today. Well, it was that, that front extra <laughs> grill that you said saved the vehicle quite a bit, right? Yeah, we, we, we have deer guards. In deer the guards, yeah, yeah, so, okay. But, hey, was the vehicle dry? It was dry, all right. That's well, what we except want. for the part of the deer that was smeared on it but other than that it was <laughs> i know fine, yeah. hey we've all we live up here we've all hit deer and we know how they smear a car how's that one yeah. okay <laughs> so gotcha. we used another one yeah so 50 ways to sell it uh sell a donut go number one no <laughs> i yeah. kidding you don't have to do all 50 but one of the but, lo- you, but you found out there's a lot of different ways right well oh, yeah. there is and you, you have to start with a good product you have yes, to have a good correct product. right i i tell people all the time you know we'll get you into the bakery once because we're goofy but if we don't have a good product you're, you're not coming back so number one is good product and number two have absolutely no shame in marketing correct uh put yourself out there be goofy um the last uh, uh television commercial we did i get blown up in a high school laboratory, and the one we're filming uh, later this month uh, involves livestock. That's all I'll say. Just you're going to keep it to at say that, that no, correctly. We get blown up because of him not mixing the chemicals. Well, right. you know, because you guys were in school, and we know about your school history and your track record there. And I'm not going to bring up your. There was 1. no 7. track involved. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm not going <laughs> to bring up your 1.7 GPA, which is also mentioned. So uh, that that you know, in high school, you you must be talking about Rhino. Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> Rhino. That's for darn sure, you know. Yeah. So um, you're right. You know, the, the 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 content, as we say here in radio and broadcasting, content is king. It's always the king, you know. You, you have to have something to sell. You need to have something people to listen to. So, But cheese sells, too, doesn't it? Cheese sells donuts, right? It's cheesy. I love cheese. Yeah. Tell me about some of the cheesy things you've guys done. Oh and I'm looking gosh. right at Bubba because I know he's the one. He's the one, too. So <laughs> I... 
don't even know how to. You start. you had a you had a chalk outline of your body on the sidewalk. That's right. Bubba's down. Yep, he's and, down. Uh, the the first comment was, uh, "Is there any chalk left in Claire, Michigan?" <laughs> <laughs> well, are you that saying are you, are you saying your body took up a little bit of acreage it there on the, on the pavement? Bit. I actually weigh hundred pounds less than I did when we did okay. that. Okay, uh, <laughs> we had to wait for him to widen the sidewalk. To oh no! But boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> Yeah, geese lifted off a local lake after yeah. I hit the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but he laid down gently. But this spring or this summer, yeah. he did fall. Oh, and didn't you say that registered? He registered because... on the seismograph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, not, not I think we felt jump, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. pretty down much here. in the whole area and all that. So, post yeah. office thought they were being attacked. Yeah, it was in the post uh-huh. office lot. Yeah, um, but you had you had some clunkers. You had some great things going. I, you uh, know, okay. I love your t-shirts. Your your don't tase me. Everything that you do like that, I love. Right. Right. Uh, one of, one of the stories that, that I just I, I I love is that. Uh, we decided early on we were going to try a billboard, and we were very, very nervous about it. Billboards are expensive, and uh, we reached out to uh, Wolverine Signs, a local company, or a Michigan company, and they had a little billboard uh, just a few miles uh, east of us. And uh, to us, then it was really expensive, and we thought, are we going to do this? So we, we decided to just pull the plug and, and do it. And uh, they called us and said it's up, and we were just we were like school kids on Christmas morning. And uh, we hopped in Rhino's van, got some McDonald's, and we parked on the expressway with the four ways on, sitting there eating our lunch, just looking at this stupid <laughs> billboard. And uh, but it worked. Yeah. Uh, people saw yeah. it, and uh, they 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 liked the name, and it worked. How did you guys become these professional marketers? Your cops? That's just it. We're not. Yeah. Well, why, why, um, how, we're can not you, how can you say you're not, though? Yeah. How can you say you're not? When, when, when you have taken this business that was a bakery that was ready to be sold, almost bankrupt, you guys take it over. How can you say you're not? Well, yeah. we, we try everything. And, you know, we've tried some serious things. You know, we have a lot of business people say, oh, you can't be too goofy. You know, you got to be serious about your business and everything. We've tried the serious side. And we watch the analytics, you know, on everything, and it goes nowhere. But when we are goofy, the numbers are and, just and crazy. We notice that in our industry as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, pe- people like it. Maybe it's just a little bit of an escape, too. Yeah, there's too much serious going on, and our serious is just totally whacked right now. So they need that escape. They like so, the, the fun. Because really, the experience of going into any other donut shop is you walk in, you look at, you know, what's behind the glass, you pick it out and you leave, right? Here, it's a totally experience at the store. Yeah, yeah, experience. We call it an event. Or, but yep. Yeah, you can come and spend an hour easily. Mm-hmm. You know, now with having the three storefronts, you know, we've got uh, between the back of the house front, we're over 7,000 square feet. Um, we can easily have 60 customers go in between seated and in line easily. Well, that, that's because uh, you're buying a carpet store from a guy who ran out of town, well, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's that's in the book too. So That's in there. That's and, in and, there. and you build an arch between that you put a hole through there very quickly, didn't you? We did, yeah. Like on a Saturday morning we started and we had the permit on Monday morning when the city hall opened and it was done. Ken Hibble didn't even know what was happening when it was happening. That's what you must have. Is that in the book? Because that is true. He did not know. Only the building inspector did. I was reading between the lines on that one, but I could just oh, okay. see. I go with the, the way the way it was written that you were going to go there on Monday morning, but yet everything was being done on Saturday. I'm going. I did you know, call the building I said, inspector. I said I don't think he knows anything about this. He did. You not. know, at that time. No, he walked in and it was kind of like, where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> and something else that you got to remember is at the time we didn't own either building. Right. Yeah, you we were, you were just doing construction on somebody else's building. I had a verbal from one of them and an email from the other saying we could do it. Good enough, right? Hold some court. Yeah. Yep. Now we own them both, so we don't have to worry yep. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, big part of your business is your accountant. Yeah. Tell me about him, really Travis what, Harrison. T- tell tell me what he's done for you. Oh, it's just great, unbelievable. great, great reading about. He's in more than one chapter, by the way. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, you know, I have read not, about him a lot. I've worked so hard. I have. I'm not a reader. So I have not sat down and read well, the book Well, we, we talked about I it, was too. A, because I was assigned certain assignments in it, and I did those. It's a great book. It's got Good. a great – I'm not going to let you know how it ends, though. Chapter 16, we won't talk I'll about that. I'll take time to I, read I, that sometime. Okay, do that, okay? Yeah. But, yeah, Travis uh-huh. is a whiz kid. Uh, Bubba says it all the time. Uh, thank God he fell in love with a Claire girl. Um, he used to work for a big company and wasn't even around here. He's done consulting, flown all over the world. Uh, doing, he's he's just a whiz kid when it comes to numbers, and he can build programs to do things, and we're just so fortunate to have him. 
uh, and we love that he's right across the alley from us. Uh, he can call, and I'll just run right over, and, you know, he's so busy. A lot of times we'll have appointments, and he knows that I'm easy to get along with. Hey, can we push that down another two hours? Can we push it? Then it's the next day, but we get everything done. Um, he, 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 we're just so fortunate to have him. We send flowers to his wife in his name all the time. <laughs> From what I've read in the book, you should. Yep. Yes, we should. You know, you should all the time because I think he's really, from what I got out of reading about Travis, that, that he really took you guys, in a sense, under his financial wing. Yeah. With he guidance. helped us in more ways than even what's in the book. Just with yeah. the guidance and helping yes. you run the business, especially through your you know, the tough part, did, you know, sure. with, with Pete and all that. So he righted the ship quite a bit, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He told me, you know, because he and I met daily just about during those tough times, you know, afterwards as we were coming back out of it. And he goes, basically the way we have this structured and the way we're doing it is just like if there was a bankruptcy filed and there was a bankruptcy attorney or referee, they assign how things are going to be paid. He He basically played that role. So, you know. Nobody knew we were doing it. It all worked out. Some of our vendors, you know, that there were some balances in a few places. Um, but uh, I ran out, it's in the book, borrowed money everywhere so we could pay things up. And we juggled everything, and he worked very close with me. Uh, yeah. And something, even though I don't want to talk about this chapter, uh, <laughs> something that uh, needs to be brought up too is one of the reasons that we did get through it is we, before all this, we're very, very good to these people. We paid our bills on time. Right. We, we, they saw the work we were doing in the community. They saw how we were trying to help the community. And so when we were in tough times, they gave us a little bit of slack to get through this. And I think that's important to mention. That's very important to mention, Bubba, but it's very important to tell a story about Claire, Michigan, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Claire's a great community. Yes. You know, I'm a little partial. That's of where course. I'm born and raised yeah. there and live there. Right. I, you know, I was in Marion for a few years, but, uh, um, yeah, it, but we hear it all the time too. And I like reading the comments online and stuff, you know, about just how friendly Claire is and, you know, and, um, our positive burn has got a lot of good positive burn going. Um, we've got the, uh, the city ladies that are taking over now. Um, th that'll something that you'll see play out with us more and more. It used to be that the gangsters read, ran Claire back in the purple gang days and the gangsters. Then we always heard about the city fathers. Well, now it's the city ladies, and we've got a lot of young entrepreneur women that are coming into business, and I mean, we're just pumping all the attention to that that we can, and, and we want them to be very successful, and it's nice to sit back and watch the the ladies uh, take over. But you guys started it. You're really... Uh, no, we didn't start it. We helped. We, we, okay. we revived right. gotcha. it. it. Claire okay. was always okay. good town. It, okay. You know, in the toughest times, it's always done well, Okay. And uh, but yeah, we helped revive it, and for the longest time, we sit back, yeah, 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 yeah. But it is true. You know, when we peaked, uh, you know, pre-COVID, there was a year we hit 500,000 people through those buildings. Now we're back in probably the three to 350. But uh, 300,000 well, people you know, help. You know, Rhino, that's not all your, your issue as well, too. You know, when the economy is a little rough, gas prices are up, we right. just don't have the travelers. So true. You, know, you can't really pinpoint that. Great book. Tell me how to get it copsbook.com is the easiest you know if you're listening all of our bakeries have them that's uh, where you want to get yeah, it yeah you, you, you can you, get you, it at the bakery and come and get the experience yep. you you want you want a donut you want a coffee you want to sit at the table right sure. so sure okay yep so all of our bakeries um i'm sure all of your favorite bookstores it's going to be available worldwide it's on amazon um and we've got a landing page called copsbook.com and from there you can go directly to amazon or you can go over to our site in case you want to buy some stuff to go along with the book um, but we think that Amazon's going to move the biggest number of them. We'll see. Uh, the bakeries are doing very well right out of the gate. And you're doing a little tour promoting the book, obviously. You've got some other interviews coming up. You're having a little bit of fun, aren't yeah, you, with uh, us, huh? Yeah, we got a book signing. Uh, I don't know if this will air in time. I think it will, but uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. It'll Sep be up, yes. Uh, sep yep. September 9th, 10th, and 11th. Okay. We're, we're right at Jay's Sporting Goods Claire okay. for their anniversary sale. Very good. We're going to be in the main aisle. Uh, they've even got some other specials going on that if you buy some of their mugs, you get a coupon in it with free Cops Coffee at the bakeries. Um, Bubba and I will be there for certain, and probably a couple of the other guys will be there 11 to 3 each of those days. Ready excellent. to sign some books. That's right. Oh, excellent. Get ready. You're going to get uh, writer's cramp, aren't you? I don't care. Yeah, you got it. You're ready to go. I did, I did not know before this process that Bubba's written four books. Is that it? I have. 
Excellent. Uh, very good. And a lot of it is from your experience in Alaska, too, right? Two of them involve my okay. experience as a police officer uh-huh. in Alaska and a police officer here. The other two are on a certain type of child abuse, and they're gross, and you don't want to read them. Okay. Got, are they worse than Chapter 11? Uh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it, they, they're written for professionals that deal with child abuse issues. Okay. And, and uh, I'm proud that I wrote them. I, I don't push them. Very good. Um, thanks for being here, guys. You know, I, the, the one thing I, I really enjoy, first of all, you got a great story. I like shtick. I've been a marketer a long time. You know, I, I know that stuff really sells because people really like it, you know? Um, you, you know, the, the the swag that you have with it, everything is sure. just marvelous. By the way, when I was there the last time, I had to put in another pin on the map for my son. He's in uh, Monroe, North Carolina, so I put that on there. So Beautiful. he was here during his last visit. Beautiful. So we really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it because you guys have the front table, and you sit there and you talk. We change the world at that table, don't we, or we, ch- or we, we solve, think about it? We solve a lot of problems there, and occasionally right. we create some. Well, there you go. <laughs> so so real quick, what's next? Let's you know Some of it's Chapter 16, and then some of it is going to be Chapter 17 through Infinity, correct? I'm I'm shooting. I, I don't want to do another book. I want to okay. go right to the movie. Let's go to Let's the movie. To the okay, movie. so we're going to talk about this. We're going to work on this, and who's going to play you guys? Okay, right. yep. you know. So yep. we've got a study going with uh, 104.3 today. Yeah, yeah Sean's yeah, going to put it miss up it there here so. in this, but it's on there, and we're going we're going to put a lot to that because we listen to our customers. Oh, boy. Let's see if we can find some good actors. Okay. So, right. So that's what's coming up next. Maybe. No. I mean, there's a lot of things coming up. But, you know, you, you're, you're going to keep pushing the brand. You're going to keep doing great product quality, uh, you know, donuts and right. your bread. Yes. Thumbs up, by the yeah. way. And then every time I have to get the monster cookies for Chris Spockman here, too. So yep. uh, a lot of fun. Thanks for being here, guys. We Thank took you. about 50 minutes. I hope it wasn't too much. No, we can I know you, you've got Seattle today, other places going the on. The jet is warm and ready. We're out oh, of here. Oh, it's right out there on Wing Road, so it's ready to take off. We've got a good mile uh, right there. So uh, just to give you a little reminder, the book is Cops and Donuts. The amazing story of a police department, a bakery, and the comeback of a small town. It's how the police department saved a historic bakery and put a small town on the map. Get the book. There's some great pictures in there, some great reading, 16 chapters. 15 are pretty darn good, right, Bubba? That's right. And the uh, books are available everywhere. So thanks again for being here. Probably a good time of year to start Christmas shopping. I think, you know. Copsbook.com. What are we, about 100 days out of Christmas right now? Pretty close. It's time. I think everybody should have. This will not, the tree. good shelf life. Get it now. It, wrap it. Stick it away. It'll Maybe still get be five good. or six of them. It'll still be good. <laughs> you can I actually it. read it first and then give it a gift. So, so if, I, if somebody just stops just like on a random day to Cops and Donuts, you're there, they buy the book, you're going to autograph it for them, right? Been We've, doing it every day since. Yeah, I love that. Have. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. Do you personalize them too? Yes, oh, yeah. we will. Okay, do you sure. like do little smiley faces or hearts on them? I'll do whatever you want. You got it. Thank you. And just for that, that's episode four. Bob Around Town. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Bob Around Town's weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.